Dear friends, many different views have been expressed on the proposed political reform on the election of the chief executive of Hong Kong in 2017. The main dispute today is on the procedure for the nomination of the chief executive. For those pro-governmental parties, it is stressed that. The proposed procedure is in accordance with Article 45 of the Basic Law. Article 45 states clearly that the political reform is to be based on the principle of gradual and orderly progression, and the nomination of the chief executive is by a broadly representative nominating committee. The proposed composition of the nominating committee requires equal representation of the four core sectors of our community. For those who oppose this procedure, they insist on civil nomination for the nomination process. In other words, they are requesting a system by which anyone can nominate the candidates of the chief executive, regardless of their citizenship, and as long as one is a permanent resident of Hong Kong. Hence, I would like to give my views to this matter. For civil nomination, most countries will only allow citizens, but not residents, to nominate or vote in their elections. However, Hong Kong is unique in this respect. Under the proposed political reform package, permanent residents in Hong Kong, not necessarily citizens of China, have the right to vote in the election of the chief executive. This also including foreigners who are permanent residents in Hong Kong. Some may wonder. Why all permanent residents in Hong Kong can nominate candidates in both district council and local elections, but cannot make nomination in the chief executive election directly? Currently, there are over 500 district councillors and 70 local members. Not all of them need to be citizens of China before being elected. However, since there is only one chief executive in Hong Kong, and the chief executive is required to be accountable to both Hong Kong and the central government, therefore the candidates must be Chinese citizens, as required by Article Forty Four of the Basic Law, and it is logical and reasonable to apply more stringent requirements to the nomination of the chief executive. For the nominating committee. The main aim is to facilitate equal representation to meet the interests of different sectors of the society. Many countries realize that they need to provide social benefit to the general public on the one hand, but the economy is slowing down on the other. One of the main causes is many politicians try to please their voters by offering additional social benefits to them. In order to have their votes in the election, where does all the funding for additional social benefits come from? Imposition of more tax to the public is one of the solutions. Business loses their competitiveness and might begin to relocate, resulting in an increase in unemployment and shrinking of the economy. The community has more grievances toward the government. Thus, creating a vicious cycle. In view of this, 
many Western countries try to seek a third way for their future. The third way intends to achieve a balanced development on the growth of the economy and the social needs of the community. Some may say this is a mixture of the good parts of both the capitalist and socialist systems. Ex-Prime Minister Blair in the United Kingdom even wrote a book on this subject. The present decision on the method of formation of the nominating committee may be the third way for Hong Kong. The composition of the nominating committee comprises of four sectors representing all walks of life in Hong Kong. Fifty percent of the committee members come from the sector of industrial, commercial, financial, and professionals, and fifty percent come from the rest of the community. What does this composition mean? This broadly represents the interests of all sectors and balances the needs of the community. The candidate for chief executive has to fulfill the development of a well-balanced economy to appeal to the business and professional sectors on the one hand, and better benefits to the rest of the community on the other. Finally, I would like to highlight some additional points to explain why I totally support the decision of the Standing Committee of the National People's Congress. Firstly, compared to many other countries, Hong Kong is much more mature in the area of economic development, human rights, freedom of speech, and rule of law, etc. Constitutional reform may bring benefit or disadvantage to the society. The new decision gives us a gradual and orderly progression of political reform, which can achieve the aim of maintaining social stability and growth to our economy. Secondly, it can eliminate the possibility of domination by any political party through the nominating procedure. Anyone can be a candidate for election as chief executive, provided one fulfills the basic requirements of the basic law. Many Americans express their dislike to the electoral system because it is not only dominated by political parties, but also by families, such as ex-President Bush, then Clinton, then Junior Bush, Hillary, Clinton's wife. Seems like preparing for the next election now. Hong Kong constitutional reform has its unique characteristics, which can avoid such occurrence. And I trust this is a system that is the best for the people of Hong Kong. Lastly, democratic development in Hong Kong affects not only the people of Hong Kong, but also the 1.3 billion people in China. Our constitutional reform has a far-reaching effect, and its impact may affect the future democratic development in China. The new decision with one person, one vote permits us with a giant step forward in the election of our chief executive, and we must treasure this opportunity in Hong Kong. My dear friends, as a responsible legal member, I must. Highlight my conviction and hope you will render your active support to this National People Congress decision. 
for the benefit and prosperity of the future of Hong Kong. Thank you. Sincerely yours, Anne Chen.